about the sports illiterate uh, you see the sport says that <laughs> the sports <laughs> illiterate is really delighted to have kieran ranchi with us on the show today Kieran has been with Futura Sports Agency since June 2021 as a straight A student who attends Gaylord High School and, and plays cricket, obviously. But Kieran's also a seriously talented batting all-rounder, bowls right on seam, and also knows how to build in innings. So it's really, really good to see. Um, but also Kieran's not, fair to, not scared to hit the ball quite far. Um, Kieran's yeah, an excellent fielder and is uh, equipped with a lot of leadership skills. So it's really good to, to chat about your game and, and see where you're going. Kieran, first question though, um, you are a strong academic, but your cricket career is progressing quite nicely. How do you make sure your, your academics aren't neglected, you know, because of your passion for cricket? From a young age, um, in my household, it's always been God first, family second, school third. So everything has been, it's always been, I remember grade seven, I didn't do well in school. I got a very bad report second term and my dad took cricket away from me for like two months so sure. it's, I've always believed to have that balanced lifestyle where you have your sport you do well in your sport or whatever but you make sure that you have your academic sorts and everything because you never know tomorrow I could be in a car accident and break my leg or something and there's my whole cricket career gone and now if I haven't focused on academics or anything I don't have anything to fall back on so I've always just believed to have that balanced lifestyle and to make sure that if you do something you just try and succeed and succeed and do the best at everything you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an important part. Uh, more and more people are always getting their, their degrees as well as being a professional sports person. So no, it's, it's good to see that. Really, really good. Yeah. But as mentioned, you, you attend Glenwood High School and competition for places is always, always quite high. How have you been able to sort of make a mark in the, the first 11 there? Um, so it started all in grade eight and nine. When I first got there, I had like a really good eight, grade eight and nine season. And then halfway through term three, I got a call up to the first team and I was very shocked. And I'll, then I, that was when I realized, okay, now I need to take this opportunity with both hands. And I ended up scoring a duck in my first game, but that's regardless. No, I've, I've always just tried to be, not the, be one of the hardest workers in the team. And that just shows, like it helps also if, if I don't perform or whatever, the coaches still know that I'm still there with, I'm still going to try and give my 100% energy at fielding, matches, everything. So I feel like that also helped has helped me stay in that competitive role where they know that they can rely, rely on me to score runs for them and to take wickets. But if that doesn't happen, I've still got that presence on the field to boost everybody's energy and everything like that. So I feel like that's one of the main reasons that I have been a part of the first team for quite some time now from grade nine. Uh, yeah, that's... Simple, as simple as that. So. Yeah, but for me, that it comes through quite strongly. Then that leadership is something that's quite important to you. So you might, like I said, you maybe you've scored a duck, but then you'll try and make up for it on the field, or you'll do something to try, try and make a make your name sort of make an effort there as well. Throughout hundred percent, so hundred percent. Mm. That falls back on what I said about just doing everything hundred percent and yeah. giving it a full. Because I haven't, I actually have never captain a Glenwood side because I've had quite a few good captains, and obviously playing first in from grade nine. I was never going to captain there. So I'm looking to take my opportunity next year, hopefully, if it gets given to me. But I've learned a lot from previous captains. We had a, a player called Chad Laycock. I'm sure yeah. you, you might know of him. Yeah, so, yeah. He's, he, so he was my captain last year and he was very influential on me and like how I play my game and my mindset and stuff, which helped me a lot. So that also just boost, boosted trying to become a better leader on the field and off the field. No, definitely. Well, it's good to see because, you, are, you know, it is a challenge and it's not for everyone, you know, trying to be in a leadership position, whether it be a captain 
or taking the game by the scruff of the neck or batting properly and you know playing a proper innings there. Yeah. Um, how, how have you dealt with those challenges in the sense that does it ever at times get a bit maybe overwhelming for you or you think ah, actually no I've tried to be too too brave here um, how do you sort of balance yeah. it actually yeah <laughs> um, I'll, yeah that that has been challenging last year was a very rough patch for me last year because I went through a stage where I wasn't enjoying my cricket can you hear me so sorry yeah, my earphone just disconnected there so, yeah. so, so last year, last year is a prime example of those challenges you face because last year I went through a phase where I was with Futura and stuff, but I wasn't enjoying my cricket as much as I was. And that, that helped me grow mentally stronger to overcome those challenges. And I, I believe personally that there's no challenge that you can't overcome. Like mm. there's a saying that I go by, but it's, I don't remember the exact words, but it's if everybody had to take their, everybody had to take their problems and their challenges and throw it in a pile. I promise you now I'd pick up my challenges and run away compared to yeah. other people's challenges. So that's what, that's yeah. how I, that's what my mindset is. I believe that there's people out there that have a lot more problems or challenges facing in just life in general. So I don't have a reason to complain. I have a reason. I've, there's more, that's more reason for me to succeed and do better at what I'm doing. No, that's, I really like it. I like it mindset. And it's, it's true. It's often people will almost try and say like that, well, woe, woe is me, you know, my problems are so much more yeah. worse, but you actually, it's actually good to have a problem because it actually gives you something to work through. So yes, exactly. you might have had three ducks in a row, whatever it may be, or you you just lost your rhythm at bowling, but that's good because it needs, you've got to work harder to make sure your game is at, uh, at the level it should be at. So no, I agree with you, really agree with you. But you also do have a balanced approach to the game of cricket. Um, and you believe that that shows that you're prepared to sort of do all the necessary hard work to go to the next level in your career? Um, I do indeed. This year, this year has been a very big year for me because this year is where this year I stepped up and I like something just switched my mindset. And I was like, okay, now I need to put the hard work in to try and make it to the like next level because the ultimate goal obviously is to play Ireland cricket overseas, do mm. well there. So I do believe that everything that's happening now is helping me go to that next level mentally, physically, training with Paddy, training with school. Everything that I'm doing right now in this present moment is helping me try and succeed and get this, to that goal that I'm. That's yeah. That's excellent. We're going to touch on on Ireland and Paddy a bit later, um, but I also like to know, you know, in, in terms of building the innings, is that something that that's always come to you naturally with a bat, or is that something that you sort of had a cricket hero when you were young and you're like, ah, I really like how that guy plays. I want to model my game after that person. How did it work out for you? Um, so when I was younger, it used to be like, I, I didn't go to the best of primary school. So I, I succeeded very well there because it was, I played in easier league and stuff. So there it was like, okay, just go in and you know, you can hit the ball. So hit the ball. So I didn't have to build innings too much in primary school and stuff. But when I came to high school, then I started realizing, okay, you're tougher competition. You need to start focusing on how to build the innings, especially coming to first team level. Then I started at the moment, my two favorite cricketers are Baba Azam and Shea Hope. And I've, I love watching those two bat because of the way that they build their innings. They start off slowly. They don't go from ball one. They, they work it around. And I feel like that's how I bat. I can, I, if I score 20 or 40, I can come back at the end and score 100 or 80. So that's how I've started to... I've, Paddy's learned me a thing where I need to get to 15 scoring shots, not like in the air or anything, just 15 proper scoring shots. Then you go into gear two and then gear three and then gear four. And that's now come a big, it's played, it started to play a big part of my game, 
our presence is going to help me a lot to score runs. So it hasn't always come naturally naturally to me to build the innings, but over time I've learned, and it's from experience, from going out, third, fourth ball, trying to throw hands at a wide one or trying to hit it over the top or whatever. So it started, it's slowly but surely coming more naturally, but it's day by day, it gets better and better and better as well. Yeah, well, there again, that's why the game of cricket's so unique because there you've learned something new, you have to adapt and, and make yourself more valuable. So that's excellent. And Baba yeah. Azam is a really good example. I don't know how that guy does what he does, but <laughs> wow, he is on another level. Just when you think like Oaks couldn't be that good, here comes Baba. <laughs> He's just, just dominating. Yeah. <laughs> You're also underrating Shea Hope a bit there. You must go watch a few of Shea Hope. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's very classy. That and I love the way that they bat. They're, yeah. they're very simple cricketers in the, the way that they bat. It's not like people like Quentin the Cock that play those scoops and step away and hits over extra cover. They stick to their basics, the cover drive, the lofty cover drive, whatever, but they stick to those basics so well that it's... And that's how I've also learned because I used to try and play too many shots at one stage because I have... Not to, it sounds very cocky, but I can play all the shots. So I used to try and play too many shots and that used to lead to my downfall. But now I've almost made my game smaller and try to just focus on five or six scoring shots that I know that are my area that I can get runs off. And I look for those balls and I see when those balls are coming and I try to score off those balls and the other balls I try to look to leave or try and drop it down for one or whatever. And I've learned from those two batsmen specifically. That's excellent. Excellent, Kieran. Like, are you really... You've processed your game plan quite nicely. You've really thought about what you're doing. And that's, yes, you, you have a bit of gut feel or instinct sometimes, but I think yeah. analyzing your game and how you can improve this is a big step for you, you know, to make sure you can go to where you want to go. No, that's huge. That that's, that's just a lot. Yeah, but that is cricket also at the same time. So cricket yeah. is a very mental, mental game compared to oh, any sure. other games. Uh, no, absolutely. So it's 99% mental, 1% physical most of the Yeah, time. that's true. 100% correct. <laughs> but yes, you, you do play in quite a, a nice competitive league, you know, in Kwasi and Natal, all the schools there. I'd say the first teams are, are quite competitive, you know, yeah. between Peter Maritzburg and Durban. But uh, have, you, have you enjoyed your experience at, at that level? Or do you think you could maybe have a few more tougher competitions matches? Or has it been a really good experience regardless for you? Great. So this year, obviously, this year was a better year for me. It was, I feel like there could have been more competition. But grade eight, grade nine and 10, when I just burst onto that first team scene, it was very tough for me up front because we were playing against schools. Like there was Prem, there was bowlers there that were playing SA schools and KZN and stuff like that. So it was very tough there. And I feel like those, that helped me to get where I am now at like saying that I want to face tougher schools because I faced those tough opponents up front there, grade nine and 10. So now I feel like I need to step up my game and I want to play schools like uh, Weinberg and all of those, like St. Stadiums, all of those schools that are top, top. So, yeah. Nah, it's good. I've always maintained, and I, I say this maybe too often, but a, a good cricket program leads to a good school, you know? I, I believe in that big time. Your cricket program needs to be quite strong, but that's just, that's just a personal opinion of mine. That's, <laughs> that's also what our first team coach has started implementing mm. a lot here now at Glenwood. He's, he's got us to play like, we playing St. Stadium, St. John's, a few to all the out of province schools there at Michaelmas and stuff like that. And he's he's put a lot of work into our, our cricket program because, like you said, he also believes that uh, with a good cricket program, you're going to produce good cricket players. Uh, uh, and he wants to try and get our cricket program to the top of the top of top five in the country, maybe. So yeah, that's great to hear. Really, really good to hear. But you've also been involved with Futura Sports Agency, like I mentioned, for quite a while. And 
what has the experience been like working with Paddy Stateler to start? Let's just start off with that. What's it been like working with, with Paddy? At first, um, I'll be 100% honest with you. At first, it was it was tough. It was different, very, very different because mm. no, not, not a lot of people say this, but the age gap between myself and Paddy, it's like as a young person, it's it's different because he, as your, as your agent, he wants you to not be his friend, but he needs to know a lot about you and he wants to yeah. know that you can rely on him and stuff like that. Mm. And at first, it was very difficult for me to open up about that because I was like, I thought to myself, he's like 30 years older than me. He's not my dad or my mom. It's very different for me. But now with, like I said earlier, realizing that I want to take my game to the next level, I've realized that he's the person that's going to help me. And I've realized how much he's actually done for me in this year and a half. He's probably done more for me than any other coach or any other person regarding cricket for me. So it's to top it up, it's been, a, it's been an amazing experience and it's going to get even better from there. So. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, from a social media point of view, I follow FSA and look what they're doing. And there's always, you know, pictures and videos of the guys working and training hard and doing what they need to do. And that just sums up the, I'd say, the, the ethos of Futura Sports Agency. They're really yeah. prepared to put in the work. In. But I mean, that also comes from Paddy, you know, up early, yeah. throwing balls, getting guys going. He's that's what it takes. by far the hardest coach. He's by far the hardest working coach that out, of, out there that I know. Yeah. He's now, he's, he's also trying to lose weight at this moment. <laughs> So he's gone, he's lost about, he's lost about eight kgs, but he's like, his goal, like, because we have like a seven week training program, almost thing leading up to England, Ireland, going there. He's, he's working also super hard. And I can see that he's putting in the hard graph. He does everything. He does everything for me. He does recovery on my body for like an hour and a half, two hours every day, most days, so that he makes sure that I don't get injured or anything. And then on top of that, we have three, four hour sessions every weekend, every Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Then he still, we see, still tries to make t- make time to have that mental side of the game where we sit down and we have chats about uh, if this happens, what you're going to do in this situation and all of that. So personally, no, he's, he's he's helping me grow a lot. So no, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, but you know, Kira, as as passionate as you are about cricket and you know, as much as you love the game, do you feel that having like Paddy and FSA has helped you just have that stepping stone to go and achieve your future ambitions? Hundred percent. So because I haven't made, I've been scoring runs and stuff, but I haven't made any provincial sides or anything. Uh, so he's helped me like get through that stage of my life, and he's like helped me realize that there's bigger, there's bigger life goals and bigger ambitions than just KZN. There's the whole world that I can accomplish and the whole world that I can conquer in cricket in the cricket world. And he's yeah. To sum it up again, he's helped me so much. Just learning more about my game and understanding that I can make it. I have the ability to make it one day and I just need to put the hard work in and he's just going to be there by my side yeah. all the time. No, that's great to hear. Really, really good. And I'm sure he wants you to succeed. I mean, that's an obvious statement. So yeah. it's really good. But um, you have ambitions to play international cricket, which is really, really good. And Ireland is a country that's cricket program is really developing quickly and they're getting stronger and yeah. stronger every year. Every time I see them play a fixture, it's like, because I think yeah, it's that's 100%. Yeah, they're really putting their hand up now. Um, but what has it attracted you to pursue a, a cricket a cricket career in Ireland? Um, I've always my dad. So my dad is Irish. I do have an Irish passport, so that has helped me also realize that that's probably the best option. But I've always loved the way that Irish people live and the ethos and the culture there. That side, even though I've never been there, I always see videos and everything, and I've just I just fell in love with the country. So. 
from obviously from a young age, my dad like teaching me about different Irish stuff and my grand that's Irish, like teaching me about the culture and stuff. So I've just fell, fell, fell in love with how they love the, the weather that side. It sounds very stupid, but it's just like, I just love everything about the country yeah, that's right. out there, England, yeah. Ireland. So it is nice. And I think, you know, also like they've embraced where their cricket program can go, the potential. Yeah, I, yeah with yeah. that, with on that cricket program, sorry, sir, that, that's yeah. also like mm. last grade nine and grade eight, it was like, is Ireland the best option, whatever, whatever, because it wasn't, they weren't like a test nation or anything and they weren't striving, they weren't doing so well and stuff. But now, like, from grade eight, from grade ten on, I've like seen the work that they're putting in there. Look at how they play against South Africa and those countries scoring one ninety against us in T twenties and stuff like that. Just shows the, the amount of work they are putting into their cricket and the amount of yeah, just the hard work they are putting trying to make their program a better program. Yeah, I know it's good, really, really good to see. But Kieran, you T twenty cricket, fifty over cricket, and and Test cricket, may the major formats that we have. Uh, which format is your favourite and and why? I'd say 50 over format because it, it includes, it kind of includes both test and T20 at the same time, like T20 going big at the end of the, the last 10 overs and the 50 over and test match up front if it's tough conditions and you 10 for three or whatever, you need to learn, you need to know how to block out, if you're blocking out four overs in a row, it's what you're going to have to do to try and get that in total. So 50 overs is, I feel like my go-to format because it also gives me that, I have that mindset like, okay, I know I have 50 overs. I need to, in these 50 overs, I need to accomplish as much as I can. And yeah, so I think 50 overs is my format at this moment in time. Because we don't also, we, we play a lot more 50 overs at school and stuff like that. We don't play that many T20s and time cricket or whatever. So I fell, I've almost fallen in love with 50 over cricket. So. Yeah. But do you think that, I know, you, and you make a good point, you play a lot of 50 over cricket at first year level at school, but if you look at the international stage, <clears throat> The amount of T20 competitions popping yeah. up. So after we've got one next year, you've got the Big Bash League, you've got the RPL, you've got the English one, I can't remember what it's called. The 100, um, the, the Vitality hundred. So everything the is sort of swinging class. towards 2020 cricket because guys can literally just play that all year round. I don't know, do you, do you feel yeah. that um, it's having a, a negative effect on the game or was that just one of the aspects of the game we just have to deal with? I think everything evolves with time. If you look, if you look at everything, every the modern day of modern game of cricket has involved with time. Look at the shots that modern day batsmen are playing and everything. Yeah, <laughs> and leading T Twenty cricket, off cricket wise, like entertainment wise, it's a lot more entertaining than watching fifty over cricket and Test match. It, unless you're like a massive cricket fan, watching a Test match or fifty over might you might get very bored. Mm. And I feel like that's also why they're including these T Twenty leagues because it also gives a lot more opportunity to young and upcoming players that are trying to make a name for themselves in their country or whatever. So I, I don't think it has a negative aspect on the game. I don't think it, I do think it's changing the game yeah. quite a bit, but I think more in a, I won't say, I don't know if I can say positive aspect, but it's cricket's moving forward in, in a, in a, in a way. Yeah. Cause it took about moving forward, you know, England have adopted that approach where they, they test side basically bats like it's a T20 match. They're aggressive with yeah. test cricket. And that's sort of taking everyone like a uh, shock. Like, why? What a surprise, yeah. You should be so conservative with this test cricket. You know? <laughs> yeah. Battle for two days, you know, take it easy. And so it's it really, yes. but, yeah, that's sure what you're saying. Just that it is because I think you have to adapt it because otherwise it will die. And, and maybe countries are going to have like a T20 squad, 
a 50 over squad and a test squad because I don't see how you are, can manage. Yeah. If you look at if you look at like South African squads or England squads and stuff, you'll see that there's certain players that only play T20s and certain players yeah. that only play test matches. Yeah. And then there's one, there's maybe like three or four players that play everything. But like I said, that's the like the younger you'll see in T20s is a lot more younger players because they've learned that's they get they've learned to how to play that type of game style. Yeah. And then if you look in test matches, it's more like Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, all those O's that. That's how they load. They load test matches and 50 yeah, overs is more the way of cricket and stuff like that. That's why I said it's about adaption to the game. It's about learning how to play the modern game. Interesting. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to seeing where cricket goes because I hope all three formats stay alive because, I mean, it, you know, it's been that's how cricket has grown through years. So, so it'll be sad if one format just disappears totally out the window. But Let's hope it, it, it stays strong and it keeps uh, going. Yeah, I don't think that will happen, though. Look at, like, with the yeah. ICC Championship and stuff like that for Test Match. So they are trying to, yeah. they are trying to include different stuff and trying to make it more as mm. exciting as it was and stuff like that. And I honestly don't think that any of the formats will just disappear or fall away. Because, yeah. yeah, it's cricket. Like you said, it's entertaining. That's what cricket's about, the different formats and adapting and learning. And Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And just want to backtrack a little bit on your school school career. And I know you said you've been obviously working now with Paddy. You guys work hard and things like that. But when it comes to your school, when are you guys looking to start your, your pre-season? Um, how are you guys? Do you have a winter training program? How does it work with you at Glenwood? We, we started pre-season the week after we finished our season in term. Because we, we played term one and then uh, halfway through term three and then term four. Okay. So we did our pre-season from the end of term one, term two. And halfway through this, we're still training now. We're still having our preseason training. We got our first match on Friday, but we had every after every Tuesday, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we had, uh, well, I can't remember that coach's name. He's at the Dolphins. Uh, I'm not too sure, but he, he came and hopped out there every... No, 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 no. Doozy. Uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm not too sure what his name okay. is. Uh, sorry, but okay. like he's Mr. Bucks, our first team cricket, our head of cricket has like, made sure that everybody like if you don't go to uh like training or preseason training then you get into a lot of cuck at school and stuff like that because he's he's trying to he's trying to better your game and in preseason training we we, we didn't have i don't think we had one live net or one proper net we were just doing drop downs bowlers bowling line and length hitting cones batsmen's working on the head over shoulder hands everything so we have done a lot of preseason training and that's already now showing and we're starting to have more live nets and everything. And it's already showing in the batsmen, how they bat the bowlers, how they're bowling. The sure. lines are a lot tighter. The batsmen know what they're doing. How to, they know what shots they're good at. They know what shots, how to play or certain shots. Are, you know, the preseason has helped a lot. So. No, that's good, man. That's really, really good. Well, Kieran, as we sort of draw towards an end, you've got this saying here, and I, I really like it. It says, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Hmm. Tell us more about that saying and where does it come from? Um, like I adopted that saying, end of grade nine, where I just got into the first team, the first team stage, and I was struggling. I was I was struggling for runs and I was struggling to build confidence and stuff like that. And I, I think it was my dad that told me that 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 saying. And it just, it just like you know, sometimes when somebody tells you something, it just sticks with you and it just stays with you. And because I that's hundred percent what I believe now is the best way to do something is to stop talking and just do it and carry on working. And that's how I've now adapted my game and adapted not just my game, my whole lifestyle, schoolwork, friends, everything. It's just 
that's how I've learned to do everything now is where I, I used to talk a lot as, a, as from young, in my younger stages, I was always, I used to have a big mouth and I used to be a cocky boy and everything because I was best in primary school or whatever. And then I got a bursary to a big school and whatever. So I used to speak a lot. And grade eight and nine, I did well. So I could still speak a lot. And then when grade nine came, end of grade nine, and I started struggling to score runs and stuff, then I realized, okay, yeah, it's time to quit speaking and just start doing a lot more. Yeah, excellent. Well, again, yeah, that's why life is full of lessons and we've learned these things and keep working on ourselves and our game. So it's been really, really good. Yeah. Kieran, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for talking to us how you see cricket and, and where you're planning on going. And I think you're in very good hands with Futura Sports Agency and Paddy. And I'm really looking forward to, to seeing your name in the headlines a, a few times in the near future. So all the best, my man. And, Thank and you very thank much, you so much for your time. I honestly do appreciate it. So I hope you have a good Sunday. Yeah.